Yes. Okay. Let's try this one more time. Okay. I'm Lauren. And I'm Bennett. And this is Idol Nation. Yes. You can hear we have a male's voice on the podcast today. It's actually <laughs> Bennett Shear, host of America Idol Unaired Podcast. This is our first collab. So yeah, excited. Yeah. I feel like there aren't, from what, from my very simple research, which has been probably like one or two Google searches, I feel like we're the only two current American Idol podcasts. That is, I think, on the money. I was looking on Spotify just to see. There was another Idol podcast, but Idol, like, there's either, a, I think there's a, um, a song by BTS called Idol or something. Yeah. There's a podcast where they talk about K-pop. And I that know. was right in the middle. There's, there's Idol Nation, Idol Unaired, and somewhere in the middle, I found that. But yeah, this is it. <laughs> this, is, this could be like a good stage. A lot of podcasts, they don't want to like collab with their competition, but... I don't think we're really competition. I think we have different, we offer different elements. So maybe you can tell the Idol Nation fans like what your podcast is all about. And also there's like a YouTube element too. Yeah, well, Lauren, you're absolutely right because I mean, you guys talk about what's on the air, but then I bring you guys what you don't see off the air. So American Idol on Air, the singers you didn't see, is a chance for everybody to get to know the contestants who didn't air. And hopefully we'll talk about just like the amount of people that do not get seen on American Idol. And it was really shocking when I started the podcast because, you know, you figure, okay, well, maybe like a small chunk, they don't have time to show. It's completely the opposite. Only a very small percentage of contestants that they show, you know, are actually the people that we really see. I mean, most most of the contestants on American Idol don't get aired. If not, you know, they have a little slim bit, maybe from like a montage clip. So that's kind of how it works. Yeah, I actually learned so much from listening and watching um, your podcast. I had no idea that so many people were involved and that they are still filming like B-roll and everyone that applies goes through like the same strenuous, like stressed out experience that the folks who are actually on TV do. And um, I learned a lot. I mean, I've had a lot of questions that I just thought I would never like find the answers to, but somehow. Okay. So here's one question. How do you, are you have like a background in TV? Like how did you come up with this idea and slash how do you get these contestants to come on your podcast? So, I mean, I've been a fan of Idol since I started watching season eight, 2009. Um, and I've since gone back on YouTube and watched all the other seasons before then, but it was May, no, April of last year. So the middle of season 20 and I discovered a singer named Elliot Greer and I, I was following Leah Marlene who fun fact, we both went to the same school and left the same school before we graduated. Um, so it was crazy to see her make top three because I was in the same songwriting class as her. And I thought that girl's a star. That's fall of 2019. Fast forward, what, like less than three years later, she's top three in American Idol. So that was insane. Um, but Leah was live on Instagram one day and she's like, I met this amazing singer, American Idol, Elliot Greer. And I'm thinking, well, who's Elliot? We didn't see Elliot. So I follow him and it was just blown away by this guy's voice. And I'm thinking, how did he not get aired? And then I started thinking, well, maybe there's a couple other people. 
And that's when the idea sparked, let's do a podcast, finding the contestants that didn't get shown. And I thought maybe I'd be lucky to get a couple. I was like, maybe we'll do a season of, you know, like maybe be lucky to get eight, 10. It was going to be like a spring summer project as a season of Idol Closed Out. And here we are almost a year later. I'm about to record the hundredth episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, I I never expected that it would kind of take off the way that it did. And it's really an honor that people want to take the time and and talk to me about it. Cause I think, you know, it's just as important to what we see on TV that we get to know the people that we didn't get to see because their stories are, you know, not just as important, but they're so interesting. And, and, and we missed out on that as, as viewers. Um, but it's cool to be able to do that and have the podcast for them. Definitely. Well, congrats on releasing a hundred episodes in only a year. How many <laughs> are you, are you recording in a week? Uh, let's see. It, it varies. I mean, I think it, it right now, because the season's ramping up, I'm, I'm trying to do like at least one a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good for you. Thank and you. then how, so a little background on Idol Nation, my friend Tom and I created this in 2020. We both live in the same building and there wasn't really anything to do. Um, as you know, since you're up here in the DMV, things were like truly on lockdown, unlike my friends mm-hmm. in Florida. So we decided to start this podcast. He didn't like American Idol as much as me. I've been like a hardcore fan really since... Um, only the ABC years. I liked, I watched the episode, the season with Stefano and mm. of course, like the first season. But when it came back on ABC, I became like absolutely obsessed. So we also just ended up DMing contestants who are on the show and we got a few on. Um, we, I ended up getting like an email from a producer that's like, please stop asking these contestants to come on your podcast until after they have been let go. So I then, I don't know. I felt like kind of cool, but I also felt like I was blacklisted then from ever actually making it to the finale. Um, and back in the day we were using, we're using anchor. It was like, I felt like we were living in the stone age. <laughs> and then I didn't even have like a um, screen recorder on my phone. So we would have like anchor on one of our phones, like far away. And then we would be doing like a Instagram live, but interviewing these contestants and then take that audio recording Upload it to audio joint, an audio cutter, cut it into like a thousand clips, download it, and then upload it onto audio joiner and then join it. It was like the most inefficient thing of all time, but it was fun. And um, he ended up kind of falling off of the podcast. And then I met my friend Laura at the gym and she's just, she's happened to be obsessed with American Idol as me. It was like a crazy coincidence and um, it's been a good partnership. That's awesome. Yeah. So you though have, let me just, my robot vacuum just um, turned on. So let me just run and turn that off real quick. You got it. You can um, just keep talking, share anything you would like at this time. No pressure. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's so funny that you talked about the first name that you mentioned. I'm guessing that was season 10 that you watched on Fox. Can you hear me? Well, yeah, she talked about season 10 on Fox with Stefano. I thought that was so interesting that Laura said Stefano is the first name she mentioned because there are so many names like Scotty McCreary, Lauren Elena, uh, Pia Toscano, Haley Reinhardt. I mean, I don't know. Stefano's okay, but I feel like it's kind of funny that that was the first thing that you brought up from season 10 because there were just so many standouts. I'm not saying I don't like him. It's just that's the first name you brought up. It surprised me. I can't hear you. Amateur hour. Is it good? There we go. 
Um, yeah, I think it's because at the time I was going to Planet Fitness and the guy that worked at the front desk kind of looked like Stefano. So I oh. had like developed a crush on him for that reason. But um, <laughs> yeah. I will say he has a bop. It's called I'm on a Roll. It's with this band called, I think, New Boys. They were kind of popping off in the early 2010s and they performed it on the show. I, I actually still, I listen to that sometimes when I run. So got to give him credit that I, I, I like that song. So, okay. I actually have like a lot of questions on my list. I didn't know if, so I, I had assumed that your background was kind of in like audio production or something. And now you said that you were taking, what it was your major? Like, is this your, I have a thousand questions. Is this your only source of income? Is it any source of income? Um, <laughs> not exactly. Uh, it, it, so I, I'm not in school currently. I decided to leave school. Um, cause podcasting is just, it's what I mainly do full time. I'm also a screenwriter. Wow. And it's, it's really, it's sort of back and forth. You know, I, I'm currently developing some other podcasts with some other people and, and it's, it's kind of become this sort of like, TV version with audio only where like I'm the face of some of it. I host some things. I produce other things where other people host them. And it, it's sort of a, uh, you know, like, like with television, you know, you write certain things or you host other things. Like I'm, I guess, I don't know. You could say I'm trying to be the Ryan Seacrest of podcasting, if you will. Um, and that's what I've been doing all the time. You know, I was just working on another show right before we got on this, um, with it's, it kind of might have to do with another show that's similar to idol, but that's all I'm going to say about that. So, okay. Another of my questions is do you watch those other shows um yeah yeah i i do um i i'll say that i i'm much less of a frequent viewer i i mean i think idol to me takes the cake just in terms of the unscripted reality format i feel like america's got talent i used to love i i really am not as into it now i think I, I kind of force myself to watch it at this point. Honestly, I feel like it, it just, it doesn't feel as exciting. It feels overly produced to me. It feels kind of just predictable. If I'm honest, I completely fell off the voice. I mean, I'm also just so loyal to American Idol. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I just don't watch that. Um, I don't know. I, I just watch so many different things. I love. Grey's Anatomy. I, I've not yet to catch up on the new seasons. My girlfriend got me into it. Um, fun fact, we actually met. We Well, it's a long story how we met, but podcasting is what really connected us because we did a podcast together. And she joked when we were we did one episode and then she said, I'm not going to do a second episode with you unless you sign a contract saying you're going to actually watch Grey's Anatomy. Because I was like, I wouldn't oh be into that. Turned out it's now one of my favorite shows. Grey's Anatomy, Breaking Bad, Friday Night Lights. I could go on. A lot of scripted stuff. Um, yeah. But I just, I like to watch everything, you know? What do you like to watch other than Idol? I, um, I, I know you've done Bachelor in Paradise recaps I a little like bit. Bachelor and Love is Lying. I like a lot of reality TV. Cool. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. If someone yeah. in the biz. I, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I've sort of, I'll, I'll, I'll hop, I'll hop in and out of those shows. I can't stay as invested. I don't know why. That's okay. That's why I, I got into the first season and then I tried season two. I was like, yeah, but love, I love idol. I'm just so, I'm, I'm a little idol. I don't know. Yeah, me too. Okay. So another question is, do you have a lot of friends who watch American Idol? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think I've kind of built a little bit of a community finding the people that do watch it. But, but to be honest, like one thing that's really been incredible and surprised me is that some of my closest friends came from starting the podcast. Um, like one of my best friends now is the contestant who, uh, I guess shout out Raymond Salgado. He is just on Canada's got talent and, um, he auditioned for idol, didn't get aired. We met through doing 
the unaired podcast and we talk now and, you know, we don't even live anywhere close to each other, but he's become one of my best friends. And obviously being an artist himself, I mean, he, he doesn't just watch the show. He was on the show, but yeah. him and I formed a connection that, you know, like I, it's almost more special. Just to, we don't, we don't talk about like, the show we just talk about life and having the friend who happened to be on the show it's like when you interview someone who's a part of it it's cool to be able to get to know them on a human level and not just for them being like in the public eye or you know having that following or being on tv so i would say you know for me it's less that i've actually bonded with other kind of friends that watch the show and i've actually gotten to get to know people that are on the show and develop friendships with them that's awesome. I, um, yeah, I feel I'm, I'm hoping Laura, if you're listening to this, don't feel weird. I'm hoping Laura and my friendship doesn't turn into like a business relationship because we were friends before we discovered our mutual love of idol. And now we were excited at the beginning. We love talking about American idol, but now we also have like deadlines. And Laura, if you're listening, I still care about you. <laughs> um, Okay, back to my questions for you about Idol. You obviously get attached to specific contestants and you have your favorites per season, I assume. Mm -hmm. And have there been any Idols in the recent years who you feel should not have won the crown? Oh, oh yeah. We want to talk about that. I have some very strong feelings. So do I. I was not pleased with any of the winners on the ABC era. For me, Katie Turner should have won the first season, season 16. Alejandro should have won the following year. 100%. That was my most passionate argument. Lane Hardy is truly like, I don't, I don't know what happened there. I think that was the most disgraceful win in Idol history. I agree. Oh my God. Seriously, feels so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to think how many people actually were happy with it on the show. Um, but I do think, yeah, I think Julia or Johnny to me would have been acceptable for season 18. And then 19, rest in peace, Willie Spence. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so many were great that year. I mean, Murphy getting eliminated before the 24, that was like, I don't even know what happened there. But yeah. or, I mean, so many that like Casey Bishop could have won. Yes. Anybody, awesome. but, but like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like Chasey wrote that song, 23, you know, he, he's, he's likable, but I don't know, it, maybe it's just so many country singers. And then to have Noah Thompson win, Noah Thompson, nice guy, he had a couple of stand-up performances, but for me, and I know I said that I knew Leah, it has nothing to do with that. For me, Leah Marlene, hands down, should have won, and it should have been Leah and Fritz in the top two. I don't care who yes. got third, it should have been Leah and Fritz. And I think that Leah was not to compare her, but for that 20th season, if we're talking about like a 20th season winning moment, she was their Kelly Clarkson moment like this for season 20. Heck, I think she could have even done a brilliant version of that song for the winning moment. You want to have 20 years later, somebody else singing that song? I don't know. And I'm not a Hunter Girl fan either. I don't know how she made it as far as she did. I mean, I know how. I just don't think it was. I don't think she's that good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree. And I feel like the country, I feel there's a lot of people who say it should just be country idol at this point. Um, and I don't know how you like mitigate that. Like, do they let less country people go through? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard, right? Cause I mean, I feel like you have to include everybody if you're going to call it American idol. Um, to me, 
I think it's less about, you know, limiting who can vote and more about changing the way that we vote. Let's look at the way they do things now. Coast to coast voting. It was this revolutionary uh, technological way so that viewers could instantly decide who they want to go through on the night. Right. But let's look at the facts. Not everybody is actually going to watch American Idol at the same time. So you really think all 50 states are tuning in right away and voting right away. I mean, most people are either going to watch it later that night or the next day. Yeah. So how I would change things is I would have voting open. If you're, if you're going to have Idol on once a week, I wouldn't do the results the same night. I would have voting open that entire week. And, and that way people who watch the next night or two nights later on Hulu, DVR, whatever, they have the entire week to vote. And then you have the results the following week, because then I really think that everybody watching in all 50 states would have their say because the people that are watching in real time and voting in real time, maybe they're coming from those states, you know, that make those kinds of decisions who vote for the country singers. Yeah. But if you gave, you know, like more of the West coast states that time. And, and I, I really just don't feel that all the, the states are being represented fairly. And that's how you maybe change. I like your idea of the, the week long voting session. Um, and it's not like it would be difficult for the, like, I mean, maybe it would, I don't know. I've never been a producer, but I'm assuming it, it's just like, actually, I mean, it could be like a lot of work for them to set that up like the day before a show or something. I don't know. I mean, like how much harder can it be? Because, you know, they're already, if anything, they're more rushed trying to get the votes from like a five minute window. They'd have a whole week to tally them up. And oh, yeah, because on some episodes, the live votes happen and then the people are like, go that same night. Yeah. Okay. sometimes it's like all a blur. So you're right. That is way more work for them. And then also, like, if you tallied it over the week, the person could get, like, the send-off that they deserve if they didn't make it. Like, they could make a montage video or, like, their parents or someone could send in a video, like, highlighting them before they had to say goodbye. Yeah, I miss those. I think, you know, when, uh, what's the expression? Like, you uh, miss it when it, when it, you didn't miss it when it was the, when you had it, but like back in the olden days, I know you said you didn't really watch much of the Fox episodes, but like when they did have those montages, people would complain. They would say they're cheesy or whatever. But now people say like, oh, we, we missed those montages because we don't have the closure. And it's true. It's like, yeah. all right, you're going home. Good night, America. And you have no sort of closure. But are we, um, like, is it the same format with, like, the number of contestants that make it to Hollywood? Did Hollywood Week exist back then? Like, there have to be some changes from Fox to ABC. Yeah. Were Were we introduced to as many people back in the day? Because I think it's easier to filter out votes through, like, voting on your phone and all these methods than people calling in on their phone. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was so much longer then. I mean, it's crazy to think, like... The Fox show, like, there'd be like, okay, so typical idol season now, I think, is what, like 13, 14 weeks long total auditions to finale. The live shows alone were like 14, 15 weeks. And you would have like top 24, top 20, top 16. But, but once you, no, but like once you got to the top 12, then it would be top 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, and it would go down the line one each week. Now, season. This season, we're going 26, 20, 12, 10, 7 finale. 20 to 12? No, well, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. (laughs) I think also you you needed a closure back then because you're watching the shows for like half the year, basically. 
this yeah. time we barely even get to know some of the contestants and the producers, I think, uh, I just have so many thoughts. Like for instance, Malik, Marino, I, I hadn't seen anything from him until. Me, yeah. Well, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> he was on the voice of, uh, I think, um, season 10. Uh, okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I thought I, there would be some kind of contractual, like, like some kind of like, you can't just switch between shows. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly really like it because I feel like it takes away from the people that do it completely to themselves. You know, uh, don't get me wrong. And on the one hand, these artists who went on the voice are working just as hard because it's not like the voice is going to change your life. And I, I think if they're doing another show, they're there for a reason, right? They go on the voice, things still haven't panned out for them. So they, they still are working, they're still hustling. But Megan Danielle, Mary Beth Bird, Wayani, uh, Malik Hurd. I mean, a pre- Michael Williams. How, like literally an entire fraction of the top 26. I'm probably missing names were on The Voice. Uh, you know, uh, Fire, who I just talked to. I mean, she auditioned herself. I Hot take. I mean, I, I would have loved to see her in the top 26. And I know that different people had different opinions. I sweetest girl. I love talking to her. I think she's awesome. I was rooting for her and someone who has never done any of these shows before. I mean, I feel like I would, would have liked to see more of those contestants go through, you know? Yeah, that's just sure. Like, are we going to start like encroaching on each other's territories? If I like message people to come on the podcast, like who have already been on your show? I think the goal is to, is to give contestants as much of a platform as they can get. Right. So it's like the more they do, the more exposure they have. And I, like we talked about it, not being a competition. So. Okay, cool. So what your uh, listeners out there, we're allies in this American Idol game. That's right. Okay. together. You heard it here first. Yes. America and the rest of the world. Um, Because this was International Idol, which is another question I have for you. How do you feel about like Nutsa? Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't, first of all, can people in other countries vote? Because one of her posts recently was all in Georgian. So it made me feel like, I mean, I, I assume you can't even ask, you can't watch. I mean, I tried to watch Hulu when I was in Ecuador and I couldn't. So I couldn't watch like a few episodes a few years ago, but I don't yeah. know. It's kind of bizarre to me. I mean, I, I feel like with Canadians, it's one thing because they don't have Canadian Idol anymore. They did for a while and then it got canceled. But, um, you know, uh, I, I think she's entertaining. I think she's definitely captivating. I, I I know she caused a lot of controversy with her duet with Karina D'Angelo. Um, for me, I would like to see her on a show like X Factor because I think, you know, that show thrives on like the drama and the headlines and I don't think she fits as well into American Idol and those kinds of contestants. I think it's, I'd be shocked if she made it past the first vote. So I think, I think people are talking about her and I think that's what they want. I think she's giving them the buzz. You know, she's, she's, um, she's got that personality, which kind of just started as like with the costumes. And then, you know, she's got the, the, the attitude with her duet partner and, and then she's apologizing to Katy Perry and it's got, they've got everything that they need for their headlines. You know, that I think that, that, um, that shows need that kind of contestant for a little bit, but I just, I don't think people are going to vote for her. 
Mm -hmm. Which brings me to another question. Like, how much say do you think the producers have and who makes it to, like, each stage before America starts voting? Oh, wow. Um, Well, I I I have a lot of different theories on that. Um, (laughs) It's, gosh, I could go on all day because I, (laughs) I, I, all I can say is... I don't know how to answer that, you know, not having been there. I think we can hear things and and people can speculate and different contestants can say different things, but I would not want to assume anything without actually being there. Yeah. But I definitely think there's a reason why every year there is so much airtime for some contestants and not Mm -hmm. a lot for others. For example, you mentioned Malik, you know, very talented, but I don't know if he's going to make it past the first round just on the basis of the fact that we didn't see a lot of him. I mean, we, we, we saw his duet and we saw that the big sing off that he had with, uh, was it PJ? Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe, but like uh, any time that they put a contestant in the top 24 or 26 who didn't get a lot of airtime versus like last season. I mean, they spent all this time with Noah, Nicolina, Leah, Fritz and Hunter girl. And who was the top five? Yeah. You know, and, and even, you know, people liked, uh, Sage and Danielle and, and, uh, Emerson, a lot of really talented people that would like not get much airtime, but people would gravitate towards. But I, I, also, also say I wouldn't be surprised if the show has their ideal people that they mold and they try to manipulate it in the sense of like, let's let the viewers see who we're trying to say is your American Idol. As to what's going on behind the scenes to make that happen, I couldn't say that I know anything because I don't. Yeah. I can speculate, but. Yeah. That's all I was asking for your speculations. We have a lot. I make up a lot of things in my mind about the yeah. show. And I feel like. 80, 80% are probably correct, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so, oh man, I had a question burning. Um, who is your favorite judge? And if you have one, and I have a follow up question. Okay, Lionel Richie. Okay, me too. And I don't know, do you get like political on your show? Political like- as in like, like the politics of American Idol or political as in United the politics States? Politics of the United States. Oh, no. Not usually. I mean, if a contestant brings it up, which is, has never happened, but what about this, I haven't thought about it. I mean, I don't usually, I don't, I, I typically, you know, don't really get into the politics of it all just because I think I spend so much time with the contestants on their journeys and yeah, I, it hasn't really come up, you know, with, uh, I think there's a lot that we could say as far as like the whole conversation about representation and like, for me, I, like one thing that I that frustrates me is seeing similar types of people making it further in the competition versus, you know, like if we're talking about people based on their sexuality or color of their skin or anything like that, you know, uh, who who wins, who makes it the farthest. I think that's something that I think a lot about. Is I, I wish that there was more diversity when we get down to like who's in the top five or top yeah. 10. Um, that, that's, that's something more that I noticed is like, you know, and, and the judges do put people through like when they have the power in the top 24 or whatever. And then, you know, we kind of see what happens. Yeah. We talked about voting earlier and, you know, maybe there's factors there, but um, I don't know. I, 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 I also think when you started to ask about the judges, different things were stirring in my mind about like things that I've heard just from doing my interviews that, 
that were like, want to talk about the politics of American Idol. That's a whole nother story yeah. about like, what goes on with the judges um, behind the scenes and what doesn't get aired. There's definitely some interesting stuff there. Is that stuff you're allowed to talk about? Well, you know, I, I always say like stuff that's on the record, stuff that's that's in my episodes. Absolutely. Like I, I can say I told you that Lionel was my favorite judge because... <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. And I think that the general consensus is that he's the most genuine off camera and that he's the most like even even stuff that doesn't get shown. Right. Because they're always filming. I mean, it's not even a question when I say off camera, like there's always cameras around. There's always cameras filming. It's It's a question of what's what gets shown. And in my opinion, what gets shown is always going to be what's in the best interest of the judges. The show seems to always have the best interest of the judges. So if they ever say anything that's going to make them look bad or is going to, you know, seem offensive or whatever, it's probably going to end up on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lionel seems to be the person who lacks, you know, meanness and, and uh, he seems to genuinely care about the contestants a lot of times and, and not get cranky and not sort of put on a face for the camera and I think that sometimes Katie and Luke might, it might be a different story, you know, where their, where their mood might affect how they treat certain contestants or they might say things that would surprise you. And, and a lot of times those things have been revealed in my episodes. And if you want to listen to some of them, I can tell you, I've been surprised myself. A lot of contestants have said that, you know, sometimes their feelings have been hurt by some of the things the judges have said to them. And those are things that haven't been aired on TV because like I said, I think ABC is looking out for their judges and they're not going to show some of the stuff that might be more shocking. And frankly, if we want to talk about politics, politically incorrect. Damn. That was a a solid answer. Um, I feel like you've been in a podcast game way longer than me, but (laughs) you've only been doing this a year or since May, right? 2022. Yeah. Yeah, Very impressive. Um, I feel like I could have taken a lot of sound bites from that. I actually have an idea for a, a way to keep this going, like in the off season. And it's to watch every episode of all time, like on a hyper and like a huge deep dive like that, I think it'd be really interesting. Um, but I don't only, I don't know how much people could just listen to my voice about these recaps. Um, so I'll probably need some guests. Would you like to come on one of those episodes? Sure. So just, uh, going back to season one and looking at all the, as I assume, and, and you haven't, you haven't seen all the seasons, right? So you would know the first time for you to go back and, and see, I'm, I'm curious how long that would take. I mean, <laughs> it, it would take a really long time, <laughs> you know, um, I'd say like the longest seasons are like 43, 44 episodes and they have all the result shows. And like, I remember like season, like season two with Rick Rubin, Sutton and Clay Aiken, they, they would do like filler shows where it's like, okay, we're going to do performance show. We're going to do a result show. And then because we're so popular, we're going to do a third show where we're going to recap how the top 12 got to the top six. And it's like, Oh my gosh. And you're like, wow, the times have changed because now they're just like, let's make it as quick as possible. There's still four hours a week, which is, it's still a commitment for like the viewer. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, if they're getting 30 plus million viewers a week, they'll, they'll stick around for an extra night and all that money they're getting from Coca-Cola and Ford and, AT&T. It's crazy. 
one more thing on the past season. My friend Tom and I did attempt to start this. So we watched like the very first episode ever. I didn't even remember there was a second like Ryan Seacrest, but there was another guy with him at the beginning. Ryan Dunkelman. Yeah. Mm. And even on that very first episode, there were so many like inappropriate like advances and just like comments to women. And like, even like the way that the, like camera shot the episode. There's just, I think it'd be super interesting to go back to the beginning. Also having judges that aren't supportive that are like mean for the effect. I think it would just be super interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, uh, if you listen to certain episodes of my podcast, you may be surprised at some of the things the judges say that get cut because I know that we're in 2023, but pretty bold statement. I think sometimes Katy Perry and Luke Bryan say things that are not really appropriate for the times we're living in. So I know that everybody thinks that it's just Simon Cowell, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you remember those specific episodes, feel free to send them my way. Will do. Okay, cool. Well, I feel like I've rambled on and on. And um, before we get to your upcoming endeavor, so we can tell all the fans, um, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wish I would have asked? I mean, I don't know if this falls under upcoming endeavors. I'd love to talk a little bit about the book. Yes, I, I would love for you to share that. Yeah, so um, I, I think I mentioned, you know, coming up on 100 episodes and I've, I've learned a lot about what goes on behind the scenes. And I think it, it's been pretty cool to get to hear, you know, like direct sources of, of, of what happens and, and what's on camera, off camera, et cetera. So I'm working on a book right now, an ebook uh, called So you want to sing on TV and it's aimed towards singers thinking of auditioning for American Idol to give them a really in-depth glimpse into what it's like to actually be an American Idol contestant from start to finish from not even just arriving in front of the judges, the entire audition process that you don't even realize how extensive it is. Right. So just, okay, I want to audition. And then the idea is to take you through the entire process as if you could win the whole thing. So audition to finale post-show and don't have a release date yet, but the idea is if you want to audition for the show, you've got over a hundred episodes. You can listen to my podcast for free, but you've also got a book that kind of breaks down in one place, sort of some tips for you and what to expect. So you can kind of get that overall glimpse into the world of American Idol. Is this right for me? Is it not right for me? And, you know, there's been such a vast range of opinions from the contestants as to whether or not they had a good time. Some had an amazing experience. Some had a terrible experience. So my goal is to give you kind of an overall neutral perspective on what I think about the show. And if you want to check out the book, don't have a release date yet. If you follow me and I'm sure we'll plug the socials, but stay tuned for that because if you're a singer thinking of auditioning for American Idol, or you know anybody who's a singer thinking about it, or you just want to know more about what goes on behind the scenes at American Idol, that book has a lot of information for you. And have your conversations with these contestants like changed the way that you view American Idol? Like, do you feel jaded or do you still have as much love as you always did? It's been a game changer for sure. You know, I think uh, it's... I still enjoy the show. I still think it's it's great and for entertainment purposes, but but you you get to understand what goes into it and you have to it you do become a little bit jaded just from the standpoint of you can be entertained but just know that what you're watching is not likely as authentic as you used to think that it was. Yeah. And and I care a lot about 
the mental health of everybody that I obviously interview, but just these contestants. So, uh, you know, as I said, some people have an amazing experience some people have a not so great experience and you have to sort of watch it with the, and, and you have to look at it with a grain of salt. So if something seems like, um, like, you know, a, a singer who just had a, a not so great performance, well, or, or they looked like they were ungrateful or, you know, some of these contestants that they make like in the unsuccessful auditions that they make them look silly or whatever. I know they don't do it as much in the ABC era, but like, you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Anytime that they want to make a joke out of it or like, um, the duets when they want to have drama during Hollywood week, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes because every time that they want to cause drama, you got to remember it's a TV show. They're, they're, the show wants this to happen. So yes, it's entertaining and you, you're on the edge of your seat, but, but you try to remember, okay, I've met these people. I've heard how they make this show. So I try to have some compassion for the people that had to be a part of that. And remember that while I'm enjoying this as a viewer, they had to endure potentially some difficult times as a contestant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's really good insight. Um, if you ever have it in like a hard copy, uh, this, some of my other podcasters made a book called how to win the bachelor. And there were contestants on like this recent season of the bachelor who were found reading the book. And one of them ended up making it to, she was like the second, she was like second place. So like it could just be, if you had tips about like, even if you had like, I'm not trying to tell you how to write your book, but even if you had like, if some contestants could tell you like mental health tips or like how they survived duet week, it could be something really cool that the contestants could like bring with them and like reference and remember and then your yeah. book would be featured like maybe in the background. No, I, I love that. I mean, mental health is so important and that's something that's definitely going to be covered because it, it's honestly, it's something that I, I, I didn't think enough about. I think we don't think enough about as viewers. Like I said, it's entertainment, but that's like anything, right? I mean, celebrities, we, we are just, you know, so enamored with, with pop culture and, and what we see on TV and the movies and, and, and pop stars, but you know, what's going on in their lives? What do we not see? So I think, you know, the, the book's going to cover that. And, and I'm, I'm really honored that I get to meet these contestants and that we get to d- dive into it on the podcast because, you know, it, it's, it, I know people talk about it so much, but it, but there's a reason why it's talked about more now than ever, because, um, going on TV is definitely one of the hardest things that you can do. So. Yeah, I will definitely be reading that book, even though I have no um, intention whatsoever of applying because I have I'm completely done death. But oh. I think it sounds super interesting. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. And where will it be available? Like I said, not not all the info is out exactly just okay. yet. It's going to be an ebook though, so not okay. hard copy, not that. I'm, I'm also going to narrate it, so if you want to listen to it, um, oh perfect, almost like, a, almost like a podcast. If you're used to listening to my voice, you're just like podcasts. You want to walk, you want to run, drive, whatever, and you, you prefer to listen to stuff. That's going to be available as well. But so you want to sing on TV? That's what it's called. Um, can't can't say the exact release date yet, and I'll, I'll have the details as to where you can get it. But um, yeah, you'll you'll follow me, and we'll we'll make sure that if you're interested, you'll get that copy. So yeah, and if you want to follow him on TikTok, it's at TV Music Guy. That's his personal Instagram TikTok. If you want to slide into his DMs, he does have a girlfriend. And if you want to follow the podcast, Instagram or TikTok, that's at Idle Unaired Podcast. Yes, that's that's definitely probably where you'll have, see more info about the book. And uh, yeah, I'm going to tell, I won't say her name, but actually, no, I will. She won't mind. Lorraine, she's going to flip when she's, she loves any time that she's given a shout out. So well, she actually, actually, 
Go ahead. I went to your personal Instagram to try to like learn a little bit about you. And I saw you and her wearing like white, like doctor's jack- jackets. Yes. So I was like, he must be like in the medical field, but yeah, oh he God. loves American so- Idol. But now I think it's like a, a Grey's Anatomy thing. No, we if that was our Halloween costumes. We were okay. American Eric. I legitimately was like, hmm. How does he have all the time? Like he's in science. He loves <laughs> oh music. <God. laughs> okay, I love that. Yeah. Well, she is. She is going to school to be a doctor. So. Oh damn. Yeah. She's she's legit. Wow. A medical doctor. Yeah. Um, well, I. I probably won't get into all of it, but yeah. No, she's um <laughs> she is on her way. I'm so proud of her. I love you, Lorraine. Aww. This is our first uh, confession and admission of love ever on American Idol or on Idol Nation. Well, <laughs> um, this is a sweet way to end the podcast. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? I know you have another podcast that you're a producer on. Yeah, um, Victoriously Crazy. If, if anybody uh, remember, I don't know, like based on the demographic, but on Nickelodeon, there's a show called Victorious. And the, um, one of the main characters, Andre, he had a crazy grandma and the actress who played the crazy grandma, Marilyn Harris, hosts interviews with other actors from Victorious. And she also goes behind the scenes in the episodes that she filmed. So that's called Victoriously Crazy. And I'm the production supervisor. So I do the editing and the recording work and all that stuff. So if you want to follow that, that's Victoriously Crazy podcast on Instagram and TikTok. So yeah, I got that going. So yeah. And I can't thank you enough, Lauren. This is so much fun. Yeah, I thought this was very, very fun. I feel like I've, I've genuinely learned so much. So I, I can't wait to tell Laura and hopefully she. Well, yeah, we got to all meet. So yeah, we'll yeah. see y'all when we go on his podcast and he still wants us on after all. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so let's okay. make it happen. There'll be a party. Okay, sweet. Let's do a little picture and I want to take a screenshot. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my magazine little thing here. Oh, yeah. Wish I had any type of memorabilia. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Wait, I think there's a shadow on your face. Can you pull it I back know, a little? To, hold on, let's see. Oh, yeah, ready? One, two, three. I think it'll be okay. Um, yeah, it's good. Okay, cool. Well, this has been super fun. We're closing out now. I'm Lauren. And I'm Bennett. And this has been Idol Nation. Bye, everyone. Adios. Ciao.